the only way we saw a very large number of enterprises accessing debt would be through technology so technology has massively helped us in expanding outreach technology has massively helped us in cutting down transaction processing time technology has built a lot of confidence through digital checks on the quality of data on the platform right and therefore technology has massively shortened the journey yet another episode stride stories this is your host apurva sharma stride ventures is a leading venture debt fund in india this podcast is our endeavor to connect startup enthusiasts and budding entrepreneurs with prominent founders investors and industry leaders through candid and fun conversations about their personal and professional journeys which has got them to where they are today today we have with us a founder who has pioneered industry first tech innovations in the debt capital markets graduating from iim bangalore he then accumulated experiences with tata administrative services standard chartered bank and finally ifmr capital in 2017 he took the leap to the hardships of entrepreneurship to start vibhuti capital which aimed to bring a revolution to the entire credit ecosystem in india with over 65000 crore transactions 500 plus lenders 1000 plus borrowers and a 40% market share in mlds in nearly 4 years we can safely say that he has come a really long way and at the same time his hunger and passion tells us that he's just getting started with that thought i welcome vineet sukumar co-founder and managing director at vibhuti capital welcome to our podcast vineet it's wonderful to have you here thanks for having me apurva So, how did the idea of starting up uh, come to you? Was it a planned transition? How did it happen? How did you happen to take the leap after experiencing the corporate world? So, I think uh, uh, you know very candidly, uh, unlike many entrepreneurs who move to completely unrelated businesses and take huge leaps of faith, uh, I've been involved in debt for a very long time. so uh, i was involved in large corporate debt in stanchard i was operate i was uh, uh, i was part of the entire ecosystem of financial services at ifmr capital and therefore for me it was an extension of what i was doing uh, and that also uh, resulted in a significant amount of confidence when we started early on we were very convinced we'll make it big right uh, around uh, 2014 when uh, when gorav and i were part of ifmr capital uh, you know we saw the wave of fintechs starting off uh, in the lending side right uh, i think payments etc tried with them a little even earlier but we saw the first wave of lending fintechs uh, companies in smb finance and consumer finance uh, we saw the emergence of very large giants internationally uh, trying to set up consumer finance marketplaces smb finance marketplaces uh, peer to peer marketplaces etc regulation was struggling to keep up uh, but it was very clear that technology would start playing a role we saw pitfalls we saw mistakes being made uh, and we were convinced that when we looked at the realm of finance ranging from deep retail consumer going up to large corporate you know technology would transform lending right having said that we saw literally no investment in enterprise finance tech right uh, players are focusing on consumer players players are focusing on micro enterprises and of course a whole host of liabilities accounts distribution etc but not enterprise tech now the reasons were very were were, were obvious i think at that time uh, that the space was extremely complex the technology challenge is complex 
even today on Credit Avenue, right? Every day is a challenge because at the end of the day, an enterprise is a complex animal. It's not; it can't be reduced to a credit bureau score and past transaction record and a salary. It can't be reduced to uh, a set of you know very finite data points. It's much more complex because you're dealing with balance sheets, income statements, uh, related party issues, governance challenges, uh, very obscure uh, items to measure for for someone, right? Uh, now, if that was not enough, transactions are complex, right? Uh, 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 a consumer lender on an app does not have to modify the contract for every borrower, right? We get in our case every every contract can be negotiated, right? A borrower in our in our ecosystem may want to borrow through loans, may want to borrow short term, may want bonds, may want to sell assets, and we need to be able to meet that demand, right? Uh, and therefore, and therefore, the challenge we took on, uh, and the and the ambition we had was to take enterprise debt online, right? By 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 far and large, enterprise debt is the largest market uh, amongst all of these. Uh, amongst uh, you know all 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 financial services lending businesses that exist, it's by far the largest, right? And by far the most uh, rewarding as well, right? If done well, right? But digitizing this has been a has been a tough task, uh, and to our mind, uh, so far a very rewarding journey. But when we started off, uh, taking enterprise debt online was seemed like a very natural progression to the to the work that the two of us had done at IFP Capital. Great. So I completely understand, Vineet. Uh, you know, there are far less complications in consumer lending compared to enterprise debt complications. As you said, you know, different structures. There are a lot of other complications that you cannot customize to the T, and uh, you know, just make it standardized in that process. Uh, you know, Vivriti Capital's arena has been India's performing credit market. There are three million SMEs seeking debt, contributing to forty percent of the GDP. constituting only 11% to the bond market how has vivriti changed the landscape by tapping this market and increasing penetration across investor classes yeah, i think this is why uh, i keep telling my team that uh, we only got started we are four years into our journey but we still have only got started uh, you're right that there are three million enterprises uh, but you'll be surprised to hear that uh, less than 300000 of them have any form of debt which is one tenth within that one tenth only have a credit rating which is which is around 27000 right so all of us have to choose our arena of battlefield right so our arena of battlefield is not the 3 million our arena of battlefield is close to 30000 to 40000 enterprises that are either rated or at the fringe of being rated you know have or, or do wish to raise debt to grow to scale to build their businesses uh, that's the arena in which we operate right in that arena uh, where are we right now we are no we are we are i think close to 1500 enterprises uh, as we speak that that we have onboarded on credit avenue right so we have a very 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 long way to go right uh, clearly clearly the uh, as you rightly said uh, enterprises today uh, uh, barely barely are able to access debt right Uh, the top ten issuers account for forty percent of bond markets. Double uh, A's and triple A's account for nearly eighty-eight, ninety-nine, ninety percent. In uh, bear markets uh, and in markets where credit becomes a question, the market gets even more skewed towards large corporates, very large corporates. Right. Uh, one way to think about, one way to look at this is the spreads between triple A to single A to triple B. Right. Uh, in 
when the, when there is significant appetite you should see a fairly straight line as you moving from you know with a, with a, with a slope that is moving from triple a to double a to single a to triple b but in markets like this uh, the difference between triple a and single a is 500 basis points the difference yeah. between single a and triple b is 500 500 basis points more right does that kind of pricing uh, premium warrant the increase in risk i don't think so right so it's not it's very- risk adjusted pricing it's just you know probably uh, all the supply is chasing those uh, you know few corporates few large corporates because of which we see that skewness in pricing absolutely so it's, so it's much more about liquidity and the sheer availability of investors being there at every price point that starts de- that starts determining the pricing premium uh, and that starts determining access right and that's what we are out, we're out there to solve absolutely uh, no very interesting uh, vinith Cred Avenue is uh, India's largest online debt platform. It has extensive depth of capital from financial institutions, corporate treasuries, retail investors. Amazing breakthrough platform. I've seen it. Uh, so it's it's absolutely outstanding. How did this vision come about to make this on this as an online platform? So as I mentioned, uh, uh, the only way we saw the the only way we saw a very large number of enterprises accessing debt would be through technology right imagine we are taking an offline route imagine we say we sent out diligence teams across imagine we uh, we we got these companies to start sharing data imagine we followed an offshore and offline process of bringing these investors which is essentially investment banking right we would not even be at 1/10th of where we are today in terms of outreach right so technology has massively helped us in expanding outreach technology has massively helped us in cutting down transaction processing time technology has built a lot of confidence through digital checks on the quality of data on the platform right and therefore technology has massively shortened the journey right there was no other way to solve such a large problem in the in a decade right it will take us a decade it will take might take us more than a decade to to reach even uh you know halfway of where we want to where we want to be right but technology was the only way to only way to go credibly today as you rightly said is the largest online online platform in india uh, what's lesser known is that even globally it is the only multi product platform right credibly okay. today offers access to loans to bonds to securitization to co origination to trade finance there isn't a single platform globally that is multi product at all that's amazing um so how do you aim to increase the end to end digitization of the transaction flow in wholesale banking which people haven't been accustomed to right since the start and as you said you know there are a lot more complications in terms of structuring in terms of documentation requirement so how do you aim to push that di- digitization and adoption to use everything on the online platform great point so we are starting with the pools of capital right because while on one side the number of enterprises might look almost infinite right but on the other side the pools of capital are finite right x number of banks y number of mutual funds z number of uh, international funds etc etc right uh, and we and that's the space that where we want to build more and more and more integration right so two of our product platforms co-lending and uh, supply chain finance and to some extent our pool fulfillment are platforms where we directly integrate into the bank's technology system right 
so that the so that there can be an end to end transmission of data contracts and money happening from the issuer to the investor right and as we get more and more pools of capital to integrate on the system the incentive for issuers also to integrate becomes higher and higher and higher to have a seamless seamless flow right so we are this is this is uh, this is something that we are working on actively uh by getting by, by getting ourselves uh integrated with with pools of capital by working with technology providers that are today providing core matching technology loan management technology to banks etcs etc and working with them to working with them to join to join hands and uh, uh build a joint value proposition right uh that's the that's the way forward right so credavenue began as a, as a web based engagement uh where uh where using a login using a web page you could directly access opportunities you could see credit reports you could execute a transaction but more and more and more uh, as we go forward uh, uh you know building building our ability to integrate more and more and more with investors and then issuers will be the way forward for us and how, how long does it take we need today to close a transaction on the platform in terms of discovery and you know end to end execution you be surprised that there are that there are uh, products where we do uh, 10000 loans a day right which which happens today on our on our whole lending platform where every single uh, parameter has been digitized and therefore decision making decision making is automated right we can but if we move to other product platforms such as for example bonds or pools uh, we've seen trades close in a matter of minutes we've seen trades complex trades close in a matter of hours on the platform so the journey has been so for uh, for issuers and investors that have engaged deeply on the platform the journey has been very short because credit discovery can be very quick price discovery can be very quick execution can be very quick yeah because so this is a a, a very big step towards enterprise debt solutions because consumer lending we have seen so many fintechs which are sure of uh, you know a 5 minute credit decisioning and 24 hour loan disbursement but nobody could have thought that you know in a enterprise debt uh, scenario this could have been expedited to this extent so that's uh, that's really good and uh, we have high hopes from cred avenue what are your future plans for cred avenue where do you uh, you know see it say 5 years down the line um i think uh, i i think the uh, i think as far as the indian market is concerned uh, now we have we have uh, distributed credit avenue now into five product platforms uh, each of which has its own its own uh, some of them are pioneering for example on co lending there isn't any other platform that exists so it is up to us to see how much of the market we can we can take uh, some market some some of the markets are relatively more crowded uh, with both online and offline competition for example supply chain finance uh, or bonds in some markets we are completely pioneering the way uh, on pools and loans uh, these are extremely large markets uh, right from 30 billion dollars to 300 billion dollars and no digital platform exists right and we are we are building it as we as we go along these are markets where we will where we will want to build very very significant scale and market leadership uh, as we over the next 5 years there are areas where we haven't ventured into infrastructure definitely uh, massive 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 market we have not even started work right so a long way for us to go there right and i'm sure that over the next couple of years right there will emerge uh, uh, several avenues internationally as well 
where credit revenue will have to venture right today we win bounds from these uh, from these domiciles uh, but uh, our view was that the market in india is so large that we should double down here first and uh, and hit and hit our numbers after which international markets will definitely open up for us so currently you have five products right you have co-lending bonds loans supply chain financing and securitization and securitization yeah. right Okay, and uh, uh, so beneath, within the Vibhuti umbrella, there are three verticals. There's Vibhuti Capital, uh, which is your NBFC. There's the Credit Avenue platform, and there's this AMC business. How do you think all of them come together under one umbrella, and how do they work together? So uh, one area that we were very mindful of very very early on uh, was that uh, our asset management company and our lending company should operate very very independent of the platform. should neither offer support on underwriting nor risk management nor collection nor first loss second loss nor co participation of any kind or you know for example buy and sell etc right we don't do any of that right we have kept the teams the decision making the governance structures the committees the the, the business uh, organization completely independent in these in these three organizations right why do they exist uh, credit avenue today has built a, has built a massive outreach we are onboarding a very large number of enterprises every single day every month right certainly uh, a large part of these enterprises are much more suited towards relatively higher yielding uh, lenders nbfcs uh, asset management companies but the lending market on the other side is relatively vacant right enterprise debt as a space uh, is relatively vacant as far as asset management is concerned asset management has much more focused on uh, the very low yield triple a's and double a's petro petro picture on the other side uh, the aggregate asset management industry today uh, for debt will be possibly uh, uh, possibly around 30 uh, 30 odd lakh crores right uh, this number uh, is very small as per the needs of the country and not only that less than uh, less than 6 to 7% of this is really alternative most of it is very 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 mainstream triple a's and double a's right now contrast this with europe where the alternate debt industry is 45% right and you realize how how long away we have to go right now in this debt industry we have on one side uh, mutual funds who are focusing on double a's triple a's on the other side we have strides we have the venture debt funds are operating on the very high yield of the market we operate the segment of performing credit which is essentially uh, in rating terms unrated triple b single a right something that high yielding funds or venture debt funds may not be interested in something that certainly mutual funds cannot invest in today, right and that's a space where today we see literally no competition we don't see many players in that segment we see uh our funds as uh, as uh, you know driving adoption for international institutional uh hni investors into these markets uh by accepting a lower return in lieu of lower risk steady cash flows predictability of performance uh and uh, a non mtm based uh return return characteristic right surprisingly the same is true for our nbfs right uh in 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 the nbfc world you have you actually see 
most nbfcs either focusing on consumer micro enterprises secured lending to micro enterprises right corporate lending has kind of become a bad word enterprise lending is very rarely seen it's a tough market to manage right today when we are uh, today when, when we when we when we engage with our uh, with our clients right we don't see much competition even in the nbfc right so the the enterprise debt market from a lending perspective also throws up very significant opportunities right we don't see any reason why uh, you know our combined aum across our lending book and our asset management book cannot become 50000 crores over the next 5 to 7 years and so we need one more question i have uh, you know since you said alternate debt space is limited in the amc uh, segment right a lot of nbfcs have found their niche they focus on that niche how do you think you know how do you decide which investments do you want to take from your nbfc book and which ones do you want to take from your amc book great question and i think uh, the way we think about it is a bit different however we think about our our uh, our business more like an ecosystem right credit avenue spans the entire range unrated triple right as a, uh, as an as an infrastructure provider right vivrithi capital uh, would start at perhaps underrated and provide early stage finance term loans uh, you know ride with the borrower until the borrower becomes let us say triple b plus to single a and then leave off right because beyond a point it would not be profitable for us to lend we would rely more on more customers joining the joining the pie right we expect this balance sheet to hold anywhere between 1000 to 2000 borrowers over the next 3 years right with the asset management would start perhaps when the borrower is a triple b right and starts getting on to their capital markets journey right and riding with the borrower until they would reach let us say a double a double a minus after which the mutual funds take over right so as a house uh, credit avenue is engaging from start to all the way to triple a for the entire ecosystem providing infrastructure uh, and access uh, product execution right vivrithi capital is the lending counterparty right potentially also providing uh, you know providing access to securitization markets right trade finance is a product that definitely vivrithi capital is very keen to provide to its enterprise clients vivrithi asset management starts their capital markets journey all the way till let us say double a so so our lending businesses will engage from underrated triple b minus triple b plus a minus a plus double a minus right for the entire ecosystem products could be different right so trade finance trade finance requirements working capital requirements cannot be met by the asset management company only the nbfc can meet it but relatively longer tenor money to fuel growth is much more the domain of the asset management company so we see these as being complementary to each other uh, in certain rating categories the nbfc will not be present at all it's only the amc and vice versa right uh, and that's why we think we look at this as an ecosystem okay okay understood so there's different products which you do out of the nbfc amc and obviously uh, you know the expectations around the tenor the structure are all is different uh one more question uh vinith you know what kind of so now there is the credit avenue platform which has investors which are okay using the digital platform for investments probably more active investors uh then there's obviously the amc business which are probably more passive in the sense they are relying on the asset manager to invest so what is the difference in the pool of capitals the investors who are looking to invest 
through the Cred Avenue platform and those who are investing through the AMC business of Vidyuti? Great question. I think uh, what will evolve over time uh, will be that uh, Cred Avenue will be engaging much more with investors who have a business of uh, taking exposure to debt every day, right? Active participants in loan markets, bond markets, supply chain finance markets, right? Whereas investors who you know would like to prefer to make an allocation and sleep over it are the guys who will come into the AIMS, right? So, so let's say, for example, very large international pension funds, insurance companies, uh, sovereign wealth funds, uh, maybe even the HNI market are, are the categories of investors who will come in through the asset management company, right? Whereas uh, traders, uh, NBFC treasuries, corporate treasuries, uh, banks, uh, mutual funds are the categories who will be very active on credit. Understood. Sure. So more active ones were probably... Uh, you know, more accustomed to the Indian debt markets will be through the Credit Avenue platform and the bigger, more institutional guys who are more passive will be on the AMC platform. Uh, one more question, Vineet. You know, securitization was quite shallow. Securitization as a market for debt uh, products was quite shallow in India a couple of years back. How have you seen it evolve and how do you think it will evolve in the near future? See, it's my pet subject. Uh, so we've been tracking this for a very long time. We, I'm not sure you're aware, but I think we've, we've just crossed the 30th year of securitizations in India. I think 30 years back, City did the first one uh, in 1991. Uh, even until 2009-10, which is when I joined uh, IFMR Capital at the time, right? the market was predominantly triple Right. There was literally no uh, business happening even below a double A rate, double A rated securitizations, right? Uh, and it necessarily meant that only the largest of banks and NBFCs could access the market. Uh, but also, what, what also was true until very recently was that 99% of issuers were NBFCs. Right? NBFCs. Hardly right. seen right. corporate issuers or any assets beyond retail financial assets getting securitized at all, right? Things have changed. Today, the majority of transactions by number are A-rated transactions, right? which is a very, very significant development. It, it means that a much larger number of companies today are actively accessing the securitization market and there are investors who are willing to buy at different levels of risk and return. Right? So while by value, AAA will be 80%, again, that's because those are larger transactions. Larger right? transactions. Yeah. But by volume now, the number of Single A rated transactions is more than twice the number of AAA and AA rated transactions, which is fantastic. It shows that there has been real depth that we built in the market. The market has been has has had grown to a roughly a thirty billion dollar market overall. I'm including direct assignment uh, as well, uh, but was held back on account of COVID for good reasons. As a quality has been a question mark during these times, right? But there's no reason why the why the why the, why the pace of growth should not continue. The reason I say this is because performance has held very well. Right? By any metric, the Indian securitization market today has has, has had stellar performance. Uh, when we uh, equate our performance to a global standard, let's say we convert India AAA to an international rating and compare this to US markets, China market, Korea markets, etc., which are active markets, very active markets, we actually stand up. We actually stand out in terms of uh, the number of transactions that have been upgraded, the number of transactions that have transitioned to a higher rating or have not transitioned to a lower rating. Take any metric, the Indian market has, has outperformed. Right? What is holding us back, however, uh, is the lack of cross-border participation. 
what is holding us back uh, are certain very specific and endemic issues with related to to the, to the Indian to the Indian market. For example, insurance investors don't participate. The entire uh, uh, pension and provident fund industry does not participate. Uh, we don't have we've not had a robust platform unlike Red Avenue, which can actually build confidence to HNI investors. And the entire taxation issue for international investors is so is so bad that we we have seen maybe two deals in ten years, right? So the so so the so the so the pools of capital participating have been very very limited, and as a result, uh, even now forty five percent of trades that happen in India are happening because of because because of banks priority sector requirements, right? and we've not been able to completely break free and move into the entire commercial space and that's why we don't have a lot of corporate issuers or non nbfc issuers non nbfc issuers sure. so in in summary markets the market is great market characteristics have been very good very very comparable to international markets even better but there is a long 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 wait yeah and i'm sure there is depth of capital uh, you know who is uh, willing to access the securitization market it's just that there's not enough you know there were no platforms like red avenue to make that happen that discovery process happened yeah i do uh, hope we make a change this 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 topic is very dear to us so yeah. yes we've been we missed a lot in the pool platform let's see sure uh, you mentioned in one of your interviews that there are no leadership cabins or closed areas uh, uh, at your workplace and you encourage everyone to have an opinion and voice at the table so we want our listeners uh, you know to know what kind of culture are you trying to build at vibhuti uh see at vibhuti uh, what we try to do is to uh, is to hire, is to bring in people uh, who have not done what we're asking them to do right and therefore for them every day here is a challenge uh, we want them to bring to bring a significant amount of initiative to the table because given the scale of what we want to achieve uh, unless we have multiple multiple people pulling ahead uh we won't move ahead right so very high decentralization of uh, decision making uh significant reward for initiative right uh and a lot of passion that 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 that, that is required to make our vision a reality these are critical parts of uh, our culture right now to make it happen uh, it's extremely important to have a culture of openness and transparency uh, where 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 levels are not important where you can access help from anybody where opinions can be very diverse uh, and uh, you know while we while we struggle to reach a decision uh, and where communication is very high right these are these are very important uh, facets of how we want to build uh, build our culture and build our build our build our teams uh, yeah so i think uh, you know and we are expanding rapidly that we we have now grown to a nearly you know 400 plus member team uh, we've grown through the entire phase of covid we've struggled with maintaining this level of transparency openness and communication with people at home uh, but i'm hopeful that we've actually come come a fairly long way in realizing this kind of a team sure wonderful vinit uh, the next two sections so we've covered the first section you know which is uh, more business conversations moving on to the more uh, you know fun section the rapid fire to know the person uh, to know you as a person better uh, so a couple of questions vinit uh, how do you unwind how do you like unwinding see i've got uh, i've got uh, my kids uh, 
they're twin girls age 10 uh, they are completely irreverent uh, they don't they don't know that i'm a ceo and i founded a company <laughs> they don't care so i think their irreverence keeps me going uh, so i uh, i look forward to catching up with them every day when i when i when i reach home uh, i also uh, i i i'm also a runner uh, okay. uh, i i like to unwind by by running uh, or cycling as well so that that helps me over the weekends sure what does success mean to you uh, success for me is about uh, about building something meaningful uh, that 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 is that is adding significant value to uh, to society uh, so i'm a i'm like a it's a bit controversial perhaps but i'm i'm like a follower of ayn rand that the work has to speak for itself uh, and uh, that's what i've believed all my life uh, so for me for me if vibhuti becomes large meaningful uh to its clients uh, that's good enough for me sure how did you decide uh, you know to name your company vibhuti i think it means progress and development yeah so gorav and i were struggling for a for a name and uh, we were uh, and thankfully we had uh, you know our, our initial founding team you know was uh, strong enough to tell us that all the names that we were coming up was crap <laughs> 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 and uh, they helped us in uh, you know narrowing down to something something that uh, that would be meaningful for us uh, we were also a bit uh, uh, fixated on naming our company with a sanskrit word uh, okay. so then we just you know potted around till we all stumbled upon vibhuti and all of us liked it i think it just okay. happened at gorav's house so the company was initially uh, you know founded in gorav's house for the first 3 months we used to just you know hang around Working in gorav's living room Yeah, so that's that's where we discovered the name Vibhuti. Uh, in fact, I remember that we had a logo that Gaurav and I had built. The moment the moment the founding team came in, they trashed it, and, and I'm very thankful that they did so. <laughs> so you know, since we are speaking of, about Gaurav, how important is it to have a co-founder in your journey? See, I don't think I would have come this far alone. Uh, I think uh, you know Gaurav and I have made a great team. Uh, it helped that we worked together for nearly 8 years before we uh, started vipruti uh, we trust each other completely uh, we've also been able to build significant scale uh, today uh, today gorav handles credit avenue end to end i handle the lending company and the asset management company end to end and uh, uh, and this is be this is now but even throughout the last 4 years we have completely separated uh, our day to day executive roles and as a result we've been able to scale much faster uh, we also use each other as an active sounding board uh, whether it's in terms of you know uh, the team it's about uh, our investors our lenders our stakeholders we've always used each other as a sounding board i think it also helps that uh, you know we are both equally passionate for what we're building uh, we love monday mornings <laughs> <laughs> we like to come in early to office so i think these are some of some some areas where where it's been common it was very surprising to me to learn after some time of knowing gorov that uh, you know both of us grew up in the east within uh, you know 50 kilometers of each other for 15 years uh, but ended up meeting in chennai <laughs> so we share some we share some we share some love for the east uh, we share some love for food of uh, you know bengal and east bihar and jharkhand we share our love for uh, festivals uh, and the culture over there so there is a lot that we share so which city are you from originally vinik I grew up in a city called Durgapur. Okay. Uh, this is slightly north of Calcutta. It's a steel steel township. Uh, one of the steel uh, steel factories are there. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm also from the east, so I'm from Ranchi. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is the key quality that you look for while hiring a candidate or a team member? Uh, so I think uh, as time has evolved, uh, uh, we've uh, we've also we've also wanted to you know build the team from within. So we like to take people who are passionate for what we're building. Uh, and we I'd like to take people who are very high on energy. And we definitely need people who are high on initiative, right? Uh, if we have to follow up with them for them to do the job, then it won't get done, right? So, so initiative, energy, and passion are extremely important for us uh, in addition to subject matter knowledge. Uh, we are very conscious that what we're building is, uh, is quite, quite, quite new in the Indian financial ecosystem. So it's important for us that people can live with uncertainty, right? Uh, along along the last four years, four and a half years, um, as you can imagine, as a, as a company grows, processes change all the time, right? And it's important for people to maintain their sanity while people like Gaurav and me are constantly changing the process around them, right? But I think these are important characteristics for people who have been with us. Uh, I think lastly, uh, it's about it, it's also about being able to build process. Right, conceptualize and build process from scratch, uh, and that requires some clarity of thought, which is important uh, to see when we bring in somebody. Absolutely. And uh, what is your favorite book, and why do you like it? I think I already mentioned that I gave it away. It's Atlas Shrugged uh, by yeah, you, you Band. Yeah. Band. So I read that book. I think when I was I don't know, maybe twelve years old, thirteen years old, and it's been my favorite book ever. Right. It uh, makes a lot of intuitive sense to me that, uh, you know, work has to speak for itself. Nothing else is important, etc., uh, etc. Et I, I just love that book. Sure. Moving on to our last section, Vineet. Uh, the section is indebted to debt. So we generally ask, you know, the founders or people we speak to on how debt has uh, played a positive role in their lives because debt generally, even now, has a negative connotation to it. People, some people... You know, take it in a very adverse sense. They don't really like taking debt in their life. So how I know, you know, Vivriti is all about debt. But how has debt played a role in, in your life, in your, uh, you know, in your uh, venture? My life is fairly clear. I, mean, I, have, I, have, I have a mortgage over my house and I couldn't have bought my house without the mortgage. So uh, in my personal life, it's pretty clear. In a venture, uh, you know, I share a very, uh, you know, we share a very different view around debt, and I personally have seen the transformative effect and of discipline that debt brings to your life. Absolutely. Uh, so the, the way we see it is that uh, the aspiration to uh, to be able to live to the standards that capital markets impose upon you, that the best quality lenders impose upon you, brings in a certain quality, discipline, uh, and uh, uh, and also uh, clarity of thought in, in how you run your business. Right? I think also sustenance because, you know, there is no pool of capital, which the equity is not going to be there for, you know, a lifetime for you to burn. So the sooner the business starts sustaining itself from its own, the better it is. Very true. I think uh, uh, so. So while, uh, so while I guess that's, that's, that's like a base level motivation that, you know, we need, uh, we need debt, debt to grow. We need debt to build up our ROVs. Uh, we also need debt to potentially help help ourselves from you know very high dilution, right? These are fundamental reasons why why debt is required. 
uh, but at a but at a software level uh, the ability to be able to you know put out a high quality information memorandum the ability to alter your governance structure to help more lenders build confidence in you the help the ability to be able to hit your quarterly numbers so that lenders are seeing a certain certain uh, consistency in your flow the ability to build a good quality team so that lenders get more confidence in you and definitely the ability to improve corporate governance so that lenders are not spooked by what they see when they when they hit your office right i think these are these are these are the transformative effects of it that we have seen absolutely transforming hundreds and hundreds of enterprises from being mom and pop stores and you know ex- extensively promoter managed outfits to world class organizations and that's a, that i think is what uh, in a nutshell keeps us going thank you vinit thank you so much for taking out the time and it has been a lovely conversation with you so thank you thank you thank you so much thanks for the opportunity good talk to you likewise vinit Take care. Bye-bye.